Welcome to A Fruitful Life, a podcast featuring the teaching ministry of Rick Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. And now, A Fruitful Life. Hello, and welcome to A Fruitful Life with Rick Clendenin. Today, Brother Rick continues the message entitled, The Heart That Moves the Hand of God. His scripture text, you might remember, was taken from Luke chapter 7, verses 1 through 10. On the last broadcast, Brother Rick brought us two of the three views of the situation concerning the centurion's servant, the religious view and a friend's view. On this broadcast, he brings us the third view, which is God's view, which includes three of the four things that God sees. And now, here's Brother Rick. I posted this week on Facebook. How many Facebook followers is in here with me? Hey, welcome, friends. I didn't even know I had so many friends until I got on Facebook. I got a ton of them. But I posted this week when it's all said and done, usually more said than done. Talk's cheap. And the enemy of integrity is image. Image is what folks think about you. Integrity is who you are. Integrity means integrated. It means in every area of your life you are who you are. Years ago, I was preaching at a youth camp, 600 kids. I didn't even understand because it ain't been that many years ago. I was trying to figure out why they had me come. I guess it was the week that they were studying archaeology or something. I felt like a relic from the past. And them kids was asking me, how old are you? See, I was 55 at the time. (laughs) You know, when you're 17, somebody's 55, you think they're going to die before you quit talking to them. He was like, how old are you? And I said, I remember when the Dead Sea wasn't even sick. I'm old, Bert. (laughs) But I held up two things. They were nine inches in diameter. One was a cannonball and the other was a balloon. And they were exactly the same color because I took that balloon and stuck that little doohickey, whatever it is, between my finger and I held them up. You couldn't tell the balloon from the cannonball. And then I start teaching on image and integrity. And I said, one of these is the same no matter how you slice it, dice it, cut it. The other is full of hot air. Can you tell the difference? Do you know about 50% picked the one full of hot air? Just shows you the level of discernment among us. And most of us can't tell fluff from reality. Most of us can't tell emotion from spirituality. We can't tell image from integrity. But God can. And in Psalms chapter 78, at the end of that chapter, God said, I chose David and brought him out of the sheepfold so he could shepherd Israel. And here's what he says to culminate David's journey. He said, with the integrity of his heart and the skill of his hand. Listen to me. Both of those things matter to God. It matters if you are living and doing what you say you believe in. Integrity means you are the same whether you're in a restaurant, whether you're on a church pew, whether you're in your recliner. And most of us are afraid of people examine us way up close because we're not who we actually say we are. Listen, I, I have went to eat with people that was in church 
and they treated the waitress like they were a hamburger dispenser, and they just got through talking about the love of God for the world? Are you listening to me? It's time we are what we say we are. It's time we do what we say we believe. It's time we be the church instead of going to church. Integrity. It matters. Kindness matters. Titus 3, I love it. It said that we were brought to a place of repentance through the kindness of God. Listen, God was kind. He was kind. The kindness of God will lead people to a place of realization of their need for God. Not everybody's sweet. How many figured that out? And every time they're not sweet to you, it gives you an opportunity to be kind to them. If we act in turn, how many of you know you're not going to see a turn? If we act the same way they do, what makes us different? I was with a friend of mine, and we went out to uh, this guy's house to look at a coon dog. And uh, when we got out there, this guy was trying to tell my friend about Jesus. I'd been trying to witness to him, but I'd just been trying to witness to him with my life. And this guy was pretty pretty bold he thought he's actually slightly rude but he's telling my friend how much he loved Jesus and do you love Jesus I know you're running with Rick he said Rick loves Jesus do you love Jesus and his little boy come to the door he said daddy can I, can I ask you something he said now get away here. get away here I'm, I'm talking <laughs> now Charlie there's people that think and don't say there's people that think and say and then there's people that say and never think. Charlie was three. And I've been trying to show him the love of Jesus. And that little boy come back. Because how many of you know kids are persistent? Daddy, I'm going to tell you something. Second time, he got a little rough with that little dude. And it was kind of funny because he said, you need to get in the house. I'm telling this man about the love of God. How many of you know that kid come back? <laughs> Threatening a whooping don't make a kid. It's a whooping. So he come back. He told him don't come back. But when he come back that third time, he got hot. And I mean, he knelt down. He told that little boy, I'll wear you out if you come back to this door. And Charlie said, listen, he can stay at the door because we're leaving. I don't want your coon dog. I don't want your religion. He said, if you don't love that little boy who come out of your own body. Don't you try to tell me about a love of God. Because if you can't be kind to your own household, if it ain't working at your house, can I just give you an encouragement? Don't export it. If you can't be kind to those that's kind to you, you might ought to check out your level of kindness. Because we love them because he loved us. Third, he said, this man has faith. He told me all I got to do is speak the word. How many of you know Hebrews eleven six said without faith? Everybody say without faith. It is impossible to please God. You got to believe him. Did you know the whole story of the Bible is God told a man and a woman something and they didn't believe him? <laughs> and they went like this. I'm going to simplify the Bible for you. First couple, Adam and Eve go like this. Now, what is God wanting us to do? Can you practice your part of salvation? 
You come to the altar. We think it's all in the prayer. And you got to say his prayer and everything's got to be in place. <laughs> That's really hard on people to cry like me. See, I cry when they open a new Dollar General store. <sighs> I cannot watch Little House on the Prairie. Old Yeller was the worst movie ever made. Took me months to get over Old Yeller's death. And I remember when I gave my life to Jesus, August the 7th at 7.35. And people was telling me what to say. And I was over there. And they said, say this. And I'm like, what difference does it make? I couldn't say nothing. But inside of me, I was going. And he heard me. Listen. Why don't we be honest? It's not a formula. It's a force. And all it did, Kevin, and at 7.35, I felt the burden of sin roll from my life, and I knew I was born again. You know how I knew I was born again? Because 15 minutes before I went like this, I wanted to slap everybody in that room. And when I got up, I wanted to hug them all. And I knew I'd pass from death unto life because I loved the ones I used to hate. Well, Brother Rick, what'd you say? Nothing. Practice your part. See it. I believe. I believe. I believe. Do you hear me? I still believe. I believe he's a healer. I don't care how many dies with sickness. I believe he's a savior. I don't care how many lost is in this camp. I believe, I believe I'm a believer. Faith. He was a man of submission. You know, submission is revealed through humility. And I'm going to give you another little phrase. Humility usually comes by humiliation. <laughs> I said humility usually comes by humiliation when you think you got it all together. I remember one time they called me and wanted me to come up and sing, and it's a big event. And I got up and announced, Brother Greg, that I was going to sing a song I wrote. And I got one verse in, forgot the song I wrote. I was feeling so good that they called on me to sing. Then I was feeling so bad that I did. And then the guy that got up to explain me. How many of you know when people get up to explain what you were trying to explain, yeah, they really get confused. And he said, it's all right to forget a song that somebody else wrote. But if you're forgetting a song you wrote, maybe you didn't write it. I learned a little bit something about humility because I've been humiliated so much that I kind of like that flush feeling in my face. It's kind of refreshing. It's like a skin treatment to me. I've been embarrassed so much I'm getting where I enjoy it. Now, now I realize humiliation only lasts 45 seconds. I'm trying to learn to extend it now because I'm kind of addicted. Do you hear what I said? Humility lasts 45 seconds. And some of you are unwilling to humble yourself to apologize to somebody that you've been holding a grudge to for 45 years. 45 seconds is all it takes to get over humility. 45 seconds. The man said, I ain't got the answer to my problem. I don't have the answer to my need. 
I'm not worthy to come, but I got enough sense to know that you're in authority and I'm in submission. Now listen, the man could have commanded Jesus to come because he was over that area. But here's what he knew. I might be in authority, but I'm not in authority over him. He's in authority over me. And I'll humble myself. And then last, he was just grateful. You know, the Bible tells us in Matthew 20 about the real vision. If you want to be great, humble yourself and be a servant. But it says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 18, in everything. Everybody say in everything. Give thanks. He didn't say for everything, give thanks. He said in everything. Give thanks. Thank you for joining us for today's broadcast of A Fruitful Life. We hope that you'll tell your friends and family about the broadcast. And if you like, join us on social media at our AFL Facebook page, or you can follow Brother Rick on Twitter. You can find us on the web at afruitfullife.org. If you prefer to write Brother Rick directly, you may address all correspondence to Rick Clendenin, Post Office Box 287, Benton, Kentucky, A Fruitful Life is the radio and media ministry of Rick and Debbie Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. When you write, please indicate the call letters of the station that you're listening to right now. If you'd like to see the other outreaches of Rick Clendenin Ministry, or see how you can donate to help support this broadcast and keep it on the air, please visit our website. Once again, that's afruitfullife.org. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast from A Fruitful Life. We hope that you'll tell your friends and family about the podcast. And if you like, join us on social media by liking our AFL Facebook page or by following Brother Rick's posts on Twitter. You can also find us on the web at afruitfullife.org. A Fruitful Life is the radio and media ministry of Rick and Debbie Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. You may find out more about Brother Rick's life and legacy by visiting our website. Once again, that's a fruitful life.org. Thanks for listening.